0: Greetings and welcome. I am Dr. Carol Gambule, your host on Word Anchor Podcast. I'm also an author and a publisher. This weekly podcast covers a wide range of issues that we face in life and the solutions that are provided for in the Word of God. I aim to encourage, to teach, motivate, and guide as we move along in this life's journey. Please subscribe, download, and share this podcast. Someone out there needs to hear this message. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. The title of this episode is The Unfaithful Bride, inspired by my book, The Bride of Jesus, a glorious church awaiting the return of the Lord. This book is available as a hard copy and Kindle edition on Amazon.com. The Lord Jesus sees the church as his bride, just as the Father saw Israel. This is a love relationship between God and his beloved people. This is, of course, a metaphor of how God relates to the church. And this is how deep God loves his chosen ones. Praise the Lord. When two people marry, the vows that they say mostly commit to loving each other until they are separated by death. It is a lifelong commitment of being one, united, committed, loving, and caring for each other. No normal person gets married with the intention of divorce and no normal person gets married with the intention to hurt their partner. I say normal because there are those who get married with the intention of siphoning money and then leave or kill their partner. Some would get married for the soft life, not because they are committed and should something go wrong with their partner and the soft life is gone, they also leave. Adultery is one of the main reasons for divorce, other than abuse. Sharing a partner is one of the difficult things for a married couple. Inasmuch as polygamy is accepted mostly in African countries, though not widely accepted now like in times past, it is still not an easy thing. Polygamy may seem glamorous when the man is loaded and is able to afford his wives. However, with all the glitz and glamour deep in the hearts of some of these women are scars that never heal. They are hurt from the fact that they were not sufficient for their husband, especially their first wife. It's amazing to see that even the second wife can have an issue with the third wife or the fourth wife. You would think that the second wife should be more accommodating than the first. But the bottom line is, a woman wants to be loved, her only, by her husband. Polygamy is a selfish thing, done by a person who wants more than they should have. Culture or not, Polygamy hurts people, the wives, and even the children. I know that traditionalists will be offended. Aside from religious reasons, even if I was not a Christian, I would still want to be the only wife for my husband. I have seen some programs on television in South Africa which features polygamous marriages or plans to enter into polygamous marriage. The other day, I saw three women fighting for one man. It even became a fistfight, one taking out the wig of the other lady. They are continuously fighting for attention of the husband even the one where the husband is rich there are still little squabbles fueled by the existence of more than one wife I am not even suggesting that couples that are not in polygamous marriages do not fight we actually do however who needs the added pain of comparing how you are treated versus the other wife who wants to fight for decisions in the family with a third person who wants to sleep at night thinking what your husband is doing with another woman. If I disagree with my husband on some issues, it will be worse if there is another person who competes for the same attention in the picture. Remember, as a wife, I love my husband, not the other woman. Unfaithful men would want to legalize their unfaithfulness by marrying the other person. I know that some may even try to bring out the issues of Abraham and David having more than one wife. I would say go back to what God established right in the beginning and see what men established and God graciously left men to his own devices. God created one wife for Adam, one helper suitable for him. Praise be to the Lord. This is the standard that God wants for the church. He wants to be the only God to the church. The first commandment was very clear. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. What Israel did after hearing this commandment, they told Moses that they can't stand the presence of the Lord and that he must hear God on their behalf and that they would obey. Then 40 days later, Moses came back to find them having made a golden calf. They did not see Moses, and they sought to have an image. Moses was not even a god to them when he was with them. They did not elect to put another leader. They replaced Moses with a god, a golden calf. They wanted to be led, not by a human being who used to hear from God and lead them. Imagine the pain God felt when they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Exodus chapter 32, verse 4. When they left Egypt, The presence of God was not there, but as they journeyed, the presence of God was in the pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. They did not carry the pillar. God moved the cloud by himself. Then they dared to replace God with a golden calf that could never move by itself, nor even thunder or be fire before them. They had quickly forgotten that they had witnessed the thundering, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, And when they saw that, they trembled and stood afar off in Exodus chapter 20. They settled for a damp, deaf, blind, lame golden calf made by their own hands. Something that they would have to move from place to place. They moved from glory to a statue that could not do anything for them or even for itself. How could they turn away so soon? The same people that had witnessed the Red Sea parting, the bitter water made sweet, The water coming from the rock, they settled for less. Israel never stopped there. They continued playing the harlot, committing adultery by making other gods, forsaking their only true God. They wanted the gods of other nations, like a cheating husband or wife, wanting to have what is outside their marriage. They did not just go to worship other gods, but they also sought to legalize it by bringing it home. Making it their God, even building altars for Baal and Ashtoreth. They even had officers to bring sacrifices, prophets that served in their altars. They made it look legit even in the eyes of their neighbors. The book of Judges records evil and painful times for Israel, the evil that they committed time and time again, forsaking their God, adopting lifestyles of their neighbors, and God responding by lifting his hand of protection over them, and they became game for their enemies. Our God is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. He is very clear. His glory he will not share with no other. Besides him there is no other God. And God sent prophets to convict Israel of their sins time and time again. Through Jeremiah, God said, they say, If a man divorces his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's, may he return to her again? Would not that land be greatly polluted? But you have played the harlot with many lovers. Yet return to me, says the Lord. Lift up your eyes to the desolate heights and see, where have you not lain with men? By the road you have set for them, like an Arabian in the wilderness, and you have polluted the land with your harlotries and your wickedness. Jeremiah 3, verse 1 to 2. Israel had many lovers, but God still loved Israel. He said, return to me. He continued still in Jeremiah 3, verse 6 to 10. The Lord said to Jeremiah in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen what backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree, and there played the harlot. And I said, after she had done all these things, return to me, but she did not return. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. Then I saw that for all the causes for which backsliding Israel has committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a certificate of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah did not fear, but went and played the harlot also. So it came to pass through her casual harlotry, that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. And yet for all this, her treacherous sister, Judah had not returned to me with her whole heart, but in pretense, says the Lord. God went as far as giving Judah a certificate of divorce. God cannot stand for adultery. He could not stand it in Judah. He could not stand it in Israel. He gave her a certificate of divorce. And today, Many goes to court to get a certificate of divorce because they cannot stand the adultery that happens in marriage. May the Lord forgive everyone that has committed adultery and may the Lord restore marriages. But God punished Israel. He gave them up to the Babylonians who took them captive to Babylon for 70 years. The false prophecies never materialized. They prophesied lies saying God will prosper them. Jeremiah stood as the voice of the true prophet And told them plainly that they must surrender and go to Babylon, stay there, marry, plant vineyards until the appointed time for their return. And we say boldly today, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. We say this joyfully when we want to appropriate the goodness of God over our lives, but are not prepared for the consequences of our iniquities. Some will say grace, but Paul said, should we continue sinning because there is grace? No. By all means, no, we cannot continue trampling on the blood that was spilled for us. What is the church doing today, child of God? I have watched videos recently of a man who preaches in church, goes out and practices what is called traditional healing, invoking ancestral spirits for powers to help those that come to him. This one is boldly living his life, not hiding or pretending to anyone. There are more scary things that I will not speak about here and this one is easy to identify and those that follow him know that they are tapping into different spirits whilst they claim to be worshiping God there are however those that do it in hiding those that use evil powers to do miracles in the church they use the evil powers to attract and keep people in bondage they command large crowds and they talk about Jesus people are attracted to their services because they see things happening and they call it deliverance these are people that have judged God unable to deliver his people and they go and seek other powers. They go and worship other gods and attribute that to the only true God. These are even worse than Israel, who was clear when they were worshipping Baal. They knew that Baal was not God the Father. They just chose to worship idols. Today, they will worship a God in the privacy of their homes and come to church and say, the true God has done this and that. They call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in vain and falsely. Our people are desperate for answers and for prophecy, for healing and prosperity that they will accept whatever seems supernatural as long as they get what they want. People are quick to raise up a golden calf and say, This is our God. When they are reprimanded, they will say, Judge not. And one of the sad things about this generation is that they do not want to search the scriptures themselves and they don't want to be reprimanded at the same time. The difficulty with such false prophets or pastors is that even when there are signs, people are prepared to overlook them. The Bible did not say false prophets will be seen by their false prophecies, but by their fruit. Unfortunately, they involve powers that gets them to speak the truth at times and the people accept it and disregard the source. The desperation for miracles has made people to accept whatever seems to be of power. The laziness to read the word and pray has made people to give honor to evil, false prophets and pastors. People cannot believe that God listens to their prayers. They want to say like Israel, let God speak to you. Unfortunately, they are not even aware that their Moses is false. They are now worshiping a man instead of God who created men. Israel worshipped idols made by hands, People today worship men created by God. Whilst in other cultures, bowing down to a man is a sign of respect. In some churches, it is all about the man. People have elevated a man to the place of God. And all these things is adultery in the eyes of God. He has chosen you for himself, child of God. And if you go for another and elevate them as God, then you are unfaithful to him. If you assign glory, to other things and other human beings instead of God. You have acted unfaithfully. In the book of Corinthians, it says, Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly. And indeed you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to one Christ. But I fear, lest someone as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one to four. We do not need another Jesus. We do not need the serpent to tell us lies. Paul said he wants to present the church as chaste virgins to Christ, as a people that have only one true God, as people that worship the only true God. Paul says if somebody else comes and preaches another Jesus, you accept it. Somebody comes and preaches another gospel, you accept it. Somebody comes with a different spirit, you accept it. We don't need another Jesus. We do not need to hear of another Savior. There is only one and he has already died and rose again for our sins. There is no one bigger than Jesus on this earth. And the greatest thing is, Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. There is no man better than another man before God. The rest of us should be pointing everyone to Christ and not to ourselves. The veil has been torn, child of God. We follow after Jesus. The confidence you may have on man, put it on Jesus. Go confidently to him. The people went to the disciples and said, we wish to see Jesus, not men, not an idol, and not any other spirit, but Jesus. Seek Jesus, child of God, not a man, not water, not oil, not a sticker, not a picture, nothing else but Jesus. Of course, such things can be used to advertise. A sticker is used to advertise a church, but it's not meant to be a God for you. Once you trust the water to heal you, and without the water you do not believe you can be healed, then you have made the water your God. It is true that God can use anything, but nothing that God uses is to be the center as if God cannot do anything without it. Moses lifted the staff many times, yet God still did miracles without the staff. Today some would hold on to the staff as if it is God. Adultery hurts in marriage, child of God. And it hurts God as well when believers lust after other gods. God is sufficient. Jesus is sufficient. Be a faithful bride to him. In Ezekiel chapter 15 verse 8, it says, Thus I will make the land desolate because they have persisted in unfaithfulness, says the Lord God. God punished Israel for their unfaithfulness. He made their land desolate and allowed their enemies to take them captive. Your unfaithfulness will lead you to captivity, child of God. Some people are living in captivity right now. Some cannot even go to their families because they've been told to forsake their families. Some have given all they have to a man and got nothing for it in return. They still hold to the lie of the false prophet. He is not God. Your blessings are with God. Your healing is with God. Do not be desperate to the point of accepting any other God just because you want a solution. Be faithful to the only true God. God cannot be replicated. He does not even want an image of him. Nothing in all creation can qualify to be God. We are all the creation of his hands. He is faithful to those that believe in him. He is faithful. Those that believe in him know this. May the Lord set free those that are held in bondage by false prophets, pastors, and teachers. May they be free from the bondage of the evil spirits operating in occult churches. May they be set free and those whom the Son sets free will be free indeed. Seek Jesus in him only. Look up to him. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the one that will give you a measure of faith. For whatever you need, it is found in Jesus. Let us point you to Christ and to him only. And when man begins to point to himself, run, child of God. Run and do not look back. Do not go back there. Do not worship another man. Be free from the bondage of another man. Be free from the bondage of other gods. Be free from the bondage of other spirits. Look to Jesus and him only. Shalom. Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you were blessed by this message. For copies of my books, go to Amazon.com. Check out the show notes for more details. Until next time, stay blessed and continue making the Word of God your anchor.